just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend <laughs> that I don't right Hold now. it in. Hold on. And our current faves. And Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Listening to Do Go On, a podcast where we talk about something we find interesting. My name is Dave Warnicky, son of Amanda. <laughs> I am here with daughter of Anne, Jess Perkins. Hello, Dave, son of Amanda. Hello, Jess. And we're also here with son of Diane, Matthew Stewart. Hey, what's what's up? Uh, <laughs> Diane Anne, and Amanda. We yeah. were very interested before we started this episode to find that the word Anne is in all of our mother's names. Yeah. So honestly, if you were worried about how interesting this show could get, <laughs> uh, worry no more. <laughs> because we are going to do go on about something very, very interesting. One of us will prepare... Mum's names. <laughs> well, we could do history of names. <laughs> My God, that's, that's <laughs> no, a big topic. No, when I did the Beatles, it was too much. History yes. of names. Oh, dangerous. wow. Imagine that. There's Luke, so many names. My name was, uh, comes from Shakespeare. Do you know that? I didn't know that. Yep. The character Jessica. Jessica. In he this, made that in up. In this spelling, um, it was... <laughs> Matt's just presenting his Which tummy. Shakespearean character plays uh, Jessica? Merchant of Venice. There's a character called Jessica, and it was first used in that... I was going to say Merchant of Whimsy. That's a Clara Cupcake's show. Um, no, Merchant of Venice. Merchant of Venice is the actual Shakespeare. And yeah, so that's where my name comes from. There you go. Podcast completed. My See you later, everyone. Have a great week. I think like uh, 90% of names, my name uh, means a gift from God. Yeah. Uh, Jess, it's your turn to prepare a 
report and talk to Matthew and I about it. It is my turn. You said that like, it is your turn. I am slowly turning into a musical. Excellent. It is my turn. We, we always start with a question. Oh, yes, we do. Um, and, uh, and here is my question. <clears throat> what would you say is the most successful Disney movie? <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, are you talking box office? In, in terms of success, I, I specifically right, in terms ones... of Academy Awards. Okay. Oh. Oh. These are the ones that come to mind. Lion King, Mary Poppins. Uh... Um, the first one is Snow White. Oh, all those What ones. about um, the first, I know a little fact here, this could be it, mm-hmm. the first film, the first cartoon to ever be nominated for the Best Picture Academy Award. Oh, Toy Story 2? No, no. this only happened twice. Uh, Twice it was uh, three. before Toy Story. No, it was uh, Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. in really? 1991. That's not what. I, that's oh, not the movie. Matt did mention it though. Oh, okay. Lion Mary, King. No, Mary, no, Mary, Mary Poppins. Poppins. Mary Poppins. Ah. We're talking Mary Poppins today. Oh my goodness! Super Excellent episode. <laughs> <laughs> you got very excited to say your little face lit up like a Christmas tree. Oh my goodness! No, I don't want to bring down the podcast, but. I'm not a big fan of musicals, so I'm hoping that this episode will finally win me over. Yeah, cool. Well, it's just an interesting story behind Mary Poppins. Really? And is it genuinely the most successful Academy Award? Yeah. Yep. At the Academy Awards for a Disney movie? Yeah. Oh, how excellent. Yeah. It was a big big bloody year for them. So, uh, it's, it's pretty exciting. Have you seen the movie Saving Mr. Banks? Yes. No. No, because that goes into the uh, the story behind making the movie. Uh-huh. And so that's where we're going to begin, not with Saving Mr. Banks, but with the writer of the original story. Ooh, is that P.L. Travers? Yes, very good. Well, you point for myself. Um, <laughs> Pamela Linden Oh, Travers. is that what it stands for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When actually, uh, her, she was born Helen Linden Goff. Oh, knee goff. Knee goff. <laughs> um, <but> <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds awesome. Knee goff. <laughs> Hey, knee mate. Off, knee, mate. Off. knee off, mate. Oh, settle down there. Just came in for a pint. Knee off. Oh, knee off. Right, so her name was actually Helen, um, but her family called her Lyndon anyway. Don't know why. Now, she was born on the 9th of August, 1899, oh, in Maryborough in Queensland. Wow. Did you know that uh, it's she's an Australian? I, I think I'm being Australian, but I didn't know she was Queenslander or that old. Yeah. So um, when I saw uh, Saving Mr. Banks, I just said um, Maribara, and that's where my mum is from, but mum's from Maribara in Victoria. Ah, the Victorian. So to be honest, I was uh, quite disappointed when I saw that there's another Maribara, but that's okay. Um, onwards and upwards. So <laughs> <laughs> um, Now, her, her mother, Margaret, Margaret Agnes Goff, knee Moorhead. Oh, that's a cracker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all need. Knee. More. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. All right, mate. Settle down. So her mother, Margaret, uh, was an Australian, and she was the niece of Boyd Dunlop Moorhead, who was the Premier um, of Queensland uh, oh. from 1888 to 1890. So we can kind of assume... The short stint. Yeah, it's, it was a short stint, but uh, we're kind of getting an idea that uh, they were a relatively wealthy family. Wealthy, pretty yeah, successful. They were doing okay. Bit of blue blood. Now, her father was Travers... Robert Goff. So his first name is Travers. Travers? Are we saying Travers or Travers? Travers. Let's say Travers. Oh my goodness, I don't know. Travers. <clears throat> he was uh, um, he was from uh, South London. He had Irish descent, but he was born in London, um, and he was a chronic alcoholic. Oh, so yeah. he's Ooh. not as blue 
as the rest of their blood. Yeah, but well, he was... I don't know if being a chronic alcoholic rules you out as being, like, wealthy. rich well, that's... blue blood. I think that is almost... Maybe not blue that's blood. That's quite acceptable. I yeah. Think. Oh, so maybe uh, Johnny Walker blue blood is what we're talking about. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you <laughs> very much. It's very both well. an expensive alcohol and a type of alcohol, so... Very good. No, but he was a he was a bank manager, so he like they were doing fine for themselves. All oh, right, he but he just secretly drank a lot. That he drank a lot, which meant uh, that because of his drinking, he wasn't doing very well at work and was kind of demoted to just a bank teller. Oh boy, Ugh, not good. Right, so the family lived in this this huge home um, with servants in Maribyrnong. So again, we're getting the idea that they are pretty. Oh. They're they're fine. They're well off. Right? They did. That was it. Was was it Colin Farrell? In the movie mm-hmm. was yeah. played that guy, but in the in the in, that's in the Saving Mr. Saving Banks. Mr. Banks, yeah. But in um, Mary Poppins, the dad was also a yes. bank man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are a few little ties, so we'll get to that. But Look yeah, no those. good pickup. Um, so uh, yeah, they were they were living in this in this big home in Maryborough with servants until she was about five, and then when she was seven, her dad Travers Goff died at home of tuberculosis. Oh dear! At the age of forty three. Right, so she's lost her dad at seven years old. Um, a few a few years later, her mum had pretty much given up. Margaret's given up. Um, shouldn't say that when I'm about to tell this story. Um, one night, she said to uh, Lyndon or Pamela, as she later became known, um, she but she was her, also but actually born Helen. Helen, man, that is confusing. It's so confusing. So okay, so she said to Lyndon. Lyndon. Okay, Lyndon knee, Helen knee, <laughs> soon to be Pamela. Too many knees. Too many knees. She says to her, um, hey, just look after your younger sisters. I'm just going to go drown myself in the creek. Said that to like a 10-year-old, pretty much. And did she do it? Uh, she was unsuccessful, okay. um, thank- thankfully. Um, uh, so, But that kind of ruined uh, Helen slash... <laughs> Lyndon slash Pamela's relationship with her mum. Like, she didn't really trust her so much after that. She's like, I don't really um, feel like you're you're much of a mother figure. Um, So she had this uh, great aunt, Helen. Auntie Ellie, as she was called. All these people, just just stick to your names. Oh, maybe because she's a Helen and the kids are Helen. That's why. That's got to be why. There's Auntie Helen... And then this Helen... But, but they actually call Auntie Helen Ellie. Ellie. and the other Helen gets called Lyndon. It's like, if yeah, if, if I can't be Helen, no one can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's just claiming so it. So, Auntie Ellie, whose name is really Helen, um, she sort of, uh, I, I think, played by uh, Rachel Griffiths in Saving Mr. Banks. I was going to say Saving Private Ryan. Every Different time you movie. say it, I think you're about to say Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, okay, great. It's not just me. I'm going to do it at some point. It's going to happen. Um, so she sort of uh, was around the so family So she's sort of well. behind enemy lines and they have to Yeah, exactly. Of, they have to try and get to sort her. Sort of help her out, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Auntie Ellie was around a lot and sort of became like a, um, a mother figure. Um, but she was quite bossy, um, but yeah, secretly kind. Much like a character Pamela might go on to write. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Right. So, Lyndon, whatever her name is. Her name's Lyndon still at this stage. Um, she began, uh, she was quite a keen writer even from a young age. So, she was publishing her poems while she was still a teenager in newspapers and stuff like that. She wrote for the Bulletin um, uh, and started to get a bit of a reputation as well as an actress. Under oh. under the stage name Pamela Lyndon Travers. Ah, so this is where this it is where starts. the name came from. It was a stage name, um, and she toured Australia, New Zealand with uh, a Shakespearean company, which is pretty good for a teenager. 
Um, yeah, especially during the First World War too, this would be. Yeah, exactly. And then she left for England in 1924, so when she was 25 years old. Um, and that's when she just started to dedicate herself to writing under the pen name P.L. Travers. So this is where it's all coming together. And is the, the pen name thing is uh, just so... Because lady writers weren't as acceptable or something? I'm not sure if by this... I think by this time it was kind of okay because she was... Um, from what I've read, she was sort of hanging around with a lot of quite famous poets and stuff like that, and they obviously knew who she was. And maybe it, it was just because she was an, an actor. Maybe yeah, maybe they didn't. She thought that she would be respected less. Or yeah, something. look, yeah, possibly. Look, we I don't specula- know. Hey, I'm hey, just hey, specu- hey, look, just speculating. There's a lot here. of speculation going on. <laughs> and that's the okay. Corner. That's okay. You're allowed to speculate about PL. We're having a chat. It's all good. She's had many names. <laughs> he just got so, like he's having a good time, and then he got defensive of himself. Like, no, I don't know. Anyway, no. Look, shut I don't up. Know. Why no, am I... I think it's fair enough to speculate. She's had that many names. There's got to be many, a reason for it. Too many bloody names. What Pamela. do you reckon it is? What well, do you think? I think PL Travers just sounds awesome. That is a cool sound. It's pretty man. cool. Sounds like a proper writer. She was a bit of a weird character too. So um, there's, I've got some stories about her. Um, so she's living in London. Um, she's living with a friend, Madge. <laughs> Great name. Less good name. Yeah. Madge. Um, Madge. And while she's living with Madge in the winter of 1933, she began writing Mary Poppins, which was released in 1934. So she's what, 35 yeah. when it comes out? Come, yeah, coming to that age. Um, she. This is just a little fun fact that I found. So she really admired the work of J.M. Barry, famously known for writing Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Um, and her first publisher was a guy called Peter Llewellyn Davies, one of the five Llewellyn Davies boys who were the inspiration for Peter Pan. Oh, So wow. it all kind of ties together. So, like, the, oh. it, he was uh, one of five boys and who lost their parents and um, J.M. Barry sort of became, like, a little father figure to them and helped raise them and stuff like that. And then one of them's a publisher for her book. That's wow, kind of cool. That's really cool. Just a weird little tie. So, yeah, people have sort of said uh, that the Banks family in Mary Poppins is like a reformed version of the Goffs, or her, her family. Kind of like, uh, it's the, they're saying of the Banks that the, the charming features are magnified and their failures are kind of like hidden, you know, because they're not a great family when you watch it, especially as an adult. Um, so the father's a banker, although not a drunk in the movie, probably because it's a kid's movie. Um, the mother is a bit all over the place, although not suicidal in the film. Again, children's movie, don't, yep. maybe yeah, don't put that one. And Mary Poppins, like her Aunt Ellie, is, um, I love the way they've, they've worded this, is the great deflator, the enemy of any attempt at whimsy or sentiment. <laughs> the great deflator. Wow, what a title. I might put that, I might add that to my short list of like solo show titles. <laughs> it's a good <laughs> Jess title. Perkins, the great deflator. So wait, they're saying Mary Poppins is the great deflator. Yeah, because she, she's pretty, well. She is a bit, but she also takes them into a chalk Drawing exactly. and rides around on fake horses and yeah. stuff. Yeah, in the book, I think she penguins. was a bit... Or is that more Dick Van Dyke? That's a bit more Dick Van Dyke. But Mary Poppins does have a bit of fun. But in the book, she was a bit more stern. She was right. kind of um, a bit hard on them. And then obviously Disney made it pretty Disney. Was the book a musical? Yes, it was a musical <laughs> book. <laughs> Sing along as you read. Make up your own tune. You just push the button and it, um, it would play a little tune for you. You know yeah. that classic 1930s trope? Yeah. Well, Sing along musical, musical books. book. <laughs> you enjoyed that, didn't you? Yeah, it was a good one. Thank you. Um, all right. So um, Walt Disney was uh, introduced to the books by his daughters, 
He had two daughters and he was like reading the stories and his younger, I think youngest daughter or eldest daughter, Diane, really loved it. Um, and so he first attempted to purchase the film rights um, as early as 1938, so four years after the book had come out. Um, and she was just like, yeah, no, nah, you're not, you're not making a film. Um, it won't do justice to my work. She was a bit of a hard ass. Isn't that crazy? Because he was, like, Disney was already huge, right? Pretty big, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'd be, most people are like, oh, yeah, that'd be amazing. It would be but... incredible. But she was like, nah, you won't do my work justice. And it's, I love how he fought for it. It's like... For a long time. It feels like if it, I was him, be like, yeah, fair enough. I'll get someone to write another nanny book. Yeah. And we'll but go he, with that instead. He really he, wanted it. He totally changed it anyway. Feels yeah. like you just... Maybe it was We're the, making a movie called uh, Blairy Bloppins. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty much exactly what they did on that Simpsons episode with <laughs> Sherry Bloppins. Oh Sherry yeah, Boppins. exactly. They could have just done that, but no, he really he kept fighting for it. Um, and and so like Disney was known at the time primarily as a producer of cartoons. Yeah, so I think that might have been part of it, right? Yeah, so he like he hadn't done a live action any live action work. Hadn't yet, done any was, at all. He was pretty keen to because I think they'd had like a, a an animated strike. And so he was pretty keen to see like what other options they had going forward. How about real people? Ah, why I never. Mm. Um, so it took about fifteen years for him to get the rights. He kept going. That's awesome. Look, I feel guilty about saying that he should have just ripped it off. No, I don't. Um, feel I think I think he did the right thing. Just what? so, Dave, I I I don't want to make you think that I would just. But you would you, rip, if, if rip you, off. If if you wouldn't sell me your rights to say. Um, an episode of Facty Factor, one of your things, that I would just rip it off and make a show called Fucky Fucked or whatever. I wouldn't do it. I would. Yep, that's right. I knew I knew where I stood with both of you, so thank you. Yeah. That's right. I knew, <laughs> that, it, I knew that I could not trust the daughter of Anne, but the son of Diane, on oh. the other hand, trustworthy man. He's a loyal fellow. He certainly is. <laughs> he looks so proud now, too. Look at him. <laughs> oh, little cutie pants. So she is what in her fifties by the time she says yes to it. Is she wanting the money? Is that what's going? Has she written? And has she written other stuff? Um, because I don't know her other. Yeah, the, like the the Mary Poppins series has about seven books in it. Right, um, it's okay, quite a series, sure. and she'd written a lot of poetry and and stuff like that. Um, but uh, this was probably her most popular. But did you get the feeling that she was well? Doing all right, selling enough of the books, or yeah. was it eventually oh. the, was that Disney coin where she thought, "Yep, yeah, I want to retire. Yeah, I'll think, take a million dollars." I thanks. think the Disney coin certainly helped because um, it always helps the Disney coin because that's the thing. Like the the agreement that they made was standalone as well. Because like, so it was 1961 by the time that he finally succeeded in getting it. Um, but she demanded that she got script approval rights, which was unheard of, and she got a cut of the um, the gross makings. Right. The, the, the dem sweet dollars. She got that. So that was unheard of, especially script approval. Like normally it would just be like, I'm buying the rights to your story. Cool. See you later. Um, but she got script approval, which was very cool. And so she was an advisor to the production. So as um, I don't know. I, sh- I should stop like quoting Saving Mr. Banks, but um, basically they like flew her over and she was there like approving things as they were coming up with it, especially a lot of them music that the Sherman brothers were uh that were doing. I've got a bit of I've got some info on the Sherman brothers oh. later. But yeah, she wasn't too impressed with um with a lot of the music. I, I, from memory, I don't think she was too happy with um supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. She's like, "Well, it's not a word. It's nonsense." And is that in the book at all? I doubt it. So on the page just without a, a song rhy- rhyming it. <laughs> I yeah. doubt it. It would be quite 
quite hard to read, mm. especially for, as in a children's book. Mum, what's that word? Don't worry about Don't that. Worry, just it's not real. Away. It yep. is not real. She also hated the use of any animation. So she was pretty unhappy about the music. She didn't want any animation in there. Um, uh, and she, because of all, all the things that she was unhappy with, she ruled out any further adaptations of the later Mary Poppins novels. So it's like one of seven books. She was like, you're not doing anything else with any other Mary Poppins. Like Just no. You fucked it. You fucked it. Also, I've got enough money now to keep going. Yeah, exactly. She's like, well, I'm fine. Um she also, uh, she, uh, Disney kept overruling her. So she was like, yeah, no, I don't want a- any animation. And he was like, well, your contract says that I get the final say. So I'm Disney. I'm pretty famous for this yeah. kind of stuff. But like he really pushed, he, he fought so hard to get the rights. And then she just kept fighting him on everything. It's like, oh, it must have been very frustrating. But at the same time, for her to see her work just get completely changed as well. She but, sounds like a weird unit, by yeah, the way. Yeah, but I was going to say, you said it's the most successful Academy Award yeah. Yeah. at the Academy Awards for any Disney film ever. It's a big hit. We all still know it 50 years later. So exactly. it was pretty successful. I think he did pretty well with it. Yeah, it's like, but it's like it's not her thing anymore. Yeah. I think she was just... Uh, from what else I've read about her, she's just a bit of a strange unit. So just feels like it would have been better for her to just say no. Yeah. For her personally, yeah. Yeah. Not dollar wise. Because she was still she was still anti it once it came out. It was successful. She's like, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. So she, um, they, they, their relationship wasn't too amicable or too friendly, and she wasn't even uh, invited to the premiere. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Until she, uh, I think her words were embarrassed a Disney executive into extending one. So she sort of said to somebody, "Yo." Why aren't I invited? Hey, they're like, this is PL. Yeah, they're like, oh, hey, PL, did you not get the invite? I think we sent it. Oh, oh sorry, we sent that to your old address in Queensland. Yeah. Oh, no. Wrong Marysborough. Yeah, we sent it to the Victorian <laughs> one. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> right, so she uh, she goes to the premiere and at the after party, um, she said the first thing that has to go is the animated sequence. And Disney apparently replied, Pamela, the ship has sailed, and walked away. (laughs) Like, Pam, come on. She was still trying to make edits after the premiere. Yeah, and it's like, no, 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 it's premiered. Just a weird little fact about her. So um, she never married. Um, She apparently had like a quite a long-term relationship with a married man. Um, They've also sort of... Walt uh, Disney? No. (laughs) She was living with a woman for a long time, and a lot of people are like, ooh. But, you know, it's all speculation. But at the age of... Living with a woman, how, you say. Ooh, saucy. Wow. One of the points wee. they made about her was that she wore trousers whenever she wanted. Oh, like, I've, I've heard enough. Oh, my <laughs> goodness my, my, gracious My mind's me. been made up. Good yeah. heavens. But I don't life. care about any of that. It's made up. <laughs> That's, That's right. Wearing <laughs> long <laughs> Speculation. Look, Jess, I don't want to be... It's so funny wanna... that that would, like, I don't think that would anyone would give a shit about that anymore, really. Would Hang they? on. Oh, maybe I just would. wanted to say that I, I've noticed that underneath the table at the other end there, Jess, you're wearing <gasps> long pants. I am. I'm wearing jeans. Oh, wait. Who's your housemate? My mum. Oh! And... <laughs> um, yeah. Nothing. Do you have anything more to say? And are you, are you any writing any... <laughs> books? Having any affairs with married men? Any nanny-related Not that I'll books? be saying on a podcast. Do you know Mr. Walt Disney? Oh, maybe oh. I do. Oh. Yeah? No, I don't. He's dead. Long he's dead. Long oh, dead. He's, isn't he, is it a myth that he's frozen? Yeah. That's a myth. That's oh. got to be a myth. I hope it's true. I fully believed it. 
Sorry. People say that it's actually at Disneyland. That's great. Oh, creepy. Like underneath Splash Mountain. <laughs> no, I made oh, that bit no. Up, but... <laughs> oh, I want to go to Disneyland now. Just to find him? Yeah. Yeah, we'll find him. That feels like that could be a fun movie to make. Finding... Walt's head. Walt. <laughs> Walt's head. It's a good title, too. Finding Walt Popsicle. <laughs> no, wait. Okay. There's got to be something better Finding... There. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't have to be finding. Um... Wait, what was... No, saving. That's what saving. it should be. Saving Walt Eisney. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Worth the wait. <laughs> Defrosting wait. Walt. Yeah. Uh, I think that's actually pretty good. Defrosting Walt. Do you just put him in a big microwave? I reckon there's there's something in this. Just le- leave him out on the bench? Uh, have you seen Austin Powers? That is exactly what happens at the start of Austin Powers. Yeah. They melt Walt Disney. No, they melt. they unmelt Austin Powers. Oh, they unmelt him. You know he's frozen. <laughs> he comes forward in time. Him. They melt him. They did when you unmelt him, him, that means I guess they, fr- they did freeze him first. I guess. Yeah. Sorry. They. Uh... But yeah, we could do that. We could just do that with Walt, and then Walt's like a psychedelic. But he wouldn't be psychedelic. He'd be what pre psychedelic. He died in like the sixties. Ah, he could be a little psych. Was old, anyway, sure look, I feel like we're getting... When he was already an old To some old really man. good stuff now. <laughs> we are, we are. So, so we're talking about... We're not talking about Walter. We're talking we're about not. P.L. So she's... P.L. So got she a, wears trousers. And <gasps> she's got a, a personal life that people speculate on. Exactly. Right. So, but like a little unconventional, especially for that time, right? So she, she didn't do the, the usual conventional things at the time. She didn't get married and, and have some kids. So at age 40, she decided she wanted to have a kid. So she adopted a baby boy from Ireland. Apparently, oh. this is quite funny. Um, apparently, first she tried to adopt this like seventeen-year-old girl, um, who was. I think, it was like, go away. She's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Right. So then she's like, okay, no, fine. Get if in I the can't, car. If I'm I... rich. I'm rich. <laughs> I bought you. <laughs> I bought you, child. <laughs> if I can't have that seventeen-year-old girl, you, I'm going to get a fresh one. Then. If you like, if you do want to be a parent, but not you know spend too much time on it, a seventeen-year-old would be perfect. So just one year. year. <laughs> One yeah. year. And then just set them well, free. Well, there you go. <laughs> I've done. I've done my internship. I've shaped you into a young woman, and you're free to go. See everyone, it's not that weird. I wear pants. <laughs> I had a child. I had a child. Exactly. Right? Everything, everything's for you. Imagine so she- a time where wearing pants was a was any sort of controversy. <gasps> no, but it, it was like whenever she wanted. Like I think you could wear pants, but only if you were like you know. Gardening. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But she was like, I ain't gardening. I'm just on the tram. Yeah. <gasps> she wore pants on the tram. But whenever. Whenever no, she right. wanted. Now I understand. Yeah. Can you, I can understand why she wasn't invited to the, the premiere. Nice. Can you imagine wearing pants to a premiere of Ugh. a film? Mm. Ugh. Ugh. I know I wouldn't. <laughs> so, but she's adopted a, a she's one. She's adopted a baby. A baby from Ireland. From Ireland, who she named Camillus? Camillus? Oh. Travers Hone. Now, she this really is, is not having a lot of great luck where with names. She, where's the Hone from? Uh, yeah, okay. So he was the grandchild of Joseph Hone, who was W.B. Yeats's first biographer. Another weird tie-in with another poet writer. So, Hold on. So how was Camillus related to this Hone? He was the grandchild of grandchild. Joseph Hone, who was raising his seven grandchildren with his wife. Presumably something had happened Wait, to the parents. Wait, she plucked one of the seven. Yeah, it gets worse. Um, so uh, she took one of the seven grandkids of Joseph and uh, Camillus, Camillus, 
was unaware of his true parentage or the existence of any siblings oh until the age God. of 17 when Anthony Hone, his twin brother, oh my God. turns up at their door in London. Identical twin brother? I don't know if identical, but, but definitely oh, that twins. that would be full on. Turns up and he's like, I want to see my brother. And uh, old Pam's like, no, 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 you've been drinking. Get out of here. How old is she in her 70s by this age? Yeah, well... Uh, oh, no, she was no, 40 she when she... Sorry. So she's 57. 57. Um, when Camillus' uh, when brother Anthony turns up. Um, and says, you've been drinking. Yeah, apparently he'd been, he had been drinking and he wanted to see his brother. Um, and she refuses. And then uh, she and her son have a fight over that. Uh, and he wanders off to find his brother. Found him in a pub on King's Road. So, oh, so Like brother, like brother. Isn't that weird, though, that like you've, you've took one of the twins? Yeah. That is... That's pretty messed up. S- considering that there were, there were five... Take all seven. Don't separate twins, twins. especially. There's siblings in particular. Don't separate siblings. I know, but, but there's seven. Pick one of the other five. Yeah, no, absolutely. But twins in particular, don't. Oh, it's a bit weird. And now, like, everything's done differently now. If, if that was the case, they'd be more likely to be aware of them the whole time. Probably have a relationship yeah. with them. Probably not do it at all, but if it did happen, yeah, be like, yeah, just so you know, you are, I've adopted you and your brother's yeah. still an island. It's much more accepted. Yeah. Yeah, that is totally But back weird. then it'd be like, you can't tell them, we have to pretend that uh, yeah. you're my real kid. Yeah, weird. Very yeah. weird. So she left, uh, lived quite a, uh, quite a strange life. Things. So the Camillus, or Camillus, whatever his name is, yeah. at the time, I'm assuming he was just Camillus Travers, like the home... Because otherwise you'd be wondering yeah, your whole point. life. No, no, why am well, I? it says she's named him Travis Hone. <laughs> he keeps asking. She's like, I just like the name. <laughs> yeah, I just added it. Don't ask questions. It's so strange. You isn't don't it? have six brothers and sisters. What? What? Mm? I never. What? I never eat, asked eat your dinner. About... <laughs> eat your dinner. So strange. So she she lived quite a strange life. Um, and she lived until she was ninety six years old. Oh my! So she died at wow. ninety six. She died. So we oh, li- she died. She was ninety six, and it was the year ninety six. Wow, 19. she was alive in our lifetime. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, she was. <laughs> Cop that, Walt. She outlived you by yeah, ages. by a lot. Yeah. That's old for now. She outlived him by 30 years. That's, that is old for now. Yeah, so she was... Even her son passed away in 2011. Like, he's... He gone. <laughs> That's awful. Oh, wow. So Camillus... <laughs> he gone. He did. He's old, dickhead. <laughs> oh, my goodness. See you t- later, Camillus. <laughs> Enough about her. Stuff her. She's no fun. Um, let's talk more about the actual film, shall we? Okay, so Mary Poppins, what year did it come out? Uh, it came out in 1964, and the date I think you will quite enjoy came yes. out on the 27th of August, oh. the day in between our birthdays. Oh, oh wow. That is enjoyable. Only <laughs> For everyone here apart yes. from everyone else, yeah. apart from you right. two. And only 26 years before we were even yeah. born. Which is fine. But the other thing about her living in '96 is she saw, she knew that it was a like an en- enduring. Oh yeah, hit. it came out three times. Like she was, yeah. Oh, it got did she ever get turned around? I don't on think it? so. That's amazing. I don't think so. There are like letters. Um, I think they're in a they're in a um, museum slash library in New South Wales. Um, letters that she'd written to Walt and stuff, but they've they've kept some of it a little hush hush. Like they've. So nobody can see those. So who knows? They're not what she photos of her, like in compromising pants. <laughs> 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 it's like the 
one photo of one time she wore a dress and she's like, don't show anybody that ever. It's in her last will and testament. No, but she's like photo. sending photos to Walt being like, I will send these to the London Times. <laughs> a photo of me in flares if you don't change the cartoons. <laughs> And everyone will know that that film was written by a crazy, crazy woman. A pant lady. <laughs> I will ruin you, Walt. I will ruin you. No, but okay, that's the thing though. So it came, the film came out in 64, right? And Walt died in 66. Right. So he didn't even get to see how, like he, it, the movie opened to universal acclaim. Like it did really well. But he didn't get to see it. it. came out another two times. They, like, re-released it, and it's gone to Broadway, and he never got to see how big it was. Isn't that co- kind of sad? That is sad, yeah. That is, he also never got to see Finding Nemo. So. so yeah. Which I never got into. Makes you really, think. Really, I liked Finding Nemo. Yeah. Makes you think that, okay. doesn't it? Okay, well, they're, yeah, to each their own. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. If it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, not in a way that's like, oh my God, it's expanding, like physically. It's growing more customers, more interest, not like it's going to explode. Yeah, not like it's a building that's like blowing up and it's all, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. And I don't think they mean for marriage. You can sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical or digital products or you offer services like massage or oh. nails oh my gosh. or uh, consulting. Should we after this get mani-pedis? <laughs> Babe, I've already booked us in. <laughs> um, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. You know, what about blogging tools, you yeah. might be asking? I like to blog. I love to blog. I like to blog. I like to vlog. Yes. Well, Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share stories, photos, videos, and updates. You can categorize, you can share, and schedule to make your content work for you. Scheduling is the best. Oh, yeah. It looks like Jess has just uploaded something, What? It, but it's like 3 a.m. in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the exact time I wanted to do it in New York City, baby. Exactly. Capture that New York market. Yeah. You mentioned vlogging as well. If you're into vlogging, you can organize your video library, showcase your content on beautiful video pages, sell access to your videos with member areas. The possibilities are endless. Now head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Um, I wanted to talk about the main cast of Mary Poppins. Oh. So there's a fun there's a few fun little tidbits. So Julie Andrews of course playing Mary Poppins. And yeah, she, was this she, before or after Sound of Music? Before. And yeah, she right. was her so first, first big it was her one. first did film she role. Win, oh, right. Did she win an Academy Award for it? She certainly did. Oh my so first role straight to the top. Yeah, and there's a fun little thing about it. So she'd had a fairly successful stage career. She played um, Eliza Doodle in My Fair Lady on Broadway. However, when they when it came time to make My Fair Lady the film, the um, studio head, Jack Warner, decided that Julie Andrews didn't have the star power. 
She's like, you're not going to draw anybody in, right? So they got Audrey Hepburn instead. Well, fair enough. She was massive. Well, exactly right. And as he said, this is a quote from him. He said the decision was easy because he said, in my business, I have to know who brings people and their money to a cinema box office. Audrey Hepburn has never made a financial flop. Which was true. So, is like, it, is it true that uh, they use? It wasn't her vocals, though, was it? It was. It was wasn't. It, was it Julie Andrews? No, it? it wasn't. But there's like a fun little thing. Yeah, there's. It's. It was somebody else. Um, yeah, it wasn't even uh, Audrey Hepburn's voice. I've got a fun fact about that later, which ties into Mary Poppins as well. Ooh, oh, very good, very good. Sizzle. So Julie Andrews, she's been thrown off as not not a box office star, and her first role. It's a massive success, and she's won an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. Yep, and so and Walt Disney approached her um, to do Mary Poppins, and she was kind of like, I'm not so sure, because she was three months pregnant at the huh. t- when he approached her, and he said, we'll wait for you. Wow. wow. See, there's Walt. He can see star power. So Stuff he, yeah. you, Jack he Warner. He has worked 15 Who's years. Who's ever heard of Warner Brothers? <laughs> yeah. He has worked for 15 years just to get the rights to this story, and, and then, then he waits even longer to get... Uh, Julie Andrews to play Mary Poppins. They waited like another year so she could have the kid be ready to go. It was probably like all the um, extra fucking about because of uh, JP Dumini or whatever her name is. No, that's not right. <laughs> that's the uh, uh, PL. South, South you... African cricketer. Yeah, what's Were her name? Were you just looking LP... at me thinking JP? <laughs> PL, PL Travers. PL Travers, good. <laughs> we got there. Oh, no. Um, what was I saying? I yeah, yeah. Know. So like uh, that extra year was probably just time spent you know, going through her edits and stuff. Because you said she had final say, right? No, Disney had final say. Oh, but what was she it? Had she had script approval. Script approval, yeah, right. Yeah. So she had input and they, well, based on the um, knowledge I have from Saving Mr. Banks, they did their best to kind of accommodate her. But that could be from their perspective and they're like, she was hard work, we're delightful. It could have been the yeah. other way. But um, yeah, yeah, so she had a lot of input with she the script. She sounds like a... Raving weirdo. Oh, look at those but, pants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, Do we have to mention the pants? <laughs> she crazy. Yeah, whoa. There is something about that, like the whoever tells the story mm. always comes across a bit better and she's just, she's one out and it's very easy to like alienate someone like that just to go, oh yeah, we, we wanted to make this great movie and every, she kept stopping us, but yeah. she might've just been like, no, well you promised that you would do it this way and now you... Yeah, exactly. Well, she did adopt a child at... A twin and call it Camelus. Well, so. I start, I'm starting to wonder, is this all Disney propaganda? Maybe. Did the child thing ever happen? <laughs> it takes a dramatic <laughs> sip of his My water. Yeah. Did Camelus even Who die knows? in 2011? Who knows? Oh, bombshell. Bombshell. Is is Walt Disney dead? Is <gasps> Travers dead? Yeah, no, nah, she must nah, be. She's, she's pretty she's old. old. Yeah. yeah, she's really old. Um, so, uh, Mary Poppins became the biggest box off draw in Disney history. Now, Andrews won the 1964 Academy Award for Best Actress and the Golden Globe for Best Actress. Wow. Um, and it's funny because My Fair Lady was in competition for the Golden Globe. Oh, uh, right? dear. And so that's where um, it was quite – I think it's become a little bit famous as a little bit of uh, sweet revenge when Julie Andrews won the Golden Globe. Um, she closed her acceptance speech by saying, and finally, my thanks to a man – uh, who made a wonderful movie and who made all of this possible in the first place, Mr. Jack Warner. <laughs> so she thanked the guy who rejected her. Oh, my goodness. And she, like, I've seen an interview with her and she, this is like recently, and she said she was so nervous. Like she said it and then immediately regretted it because she was like, oh, no. Bridge that's... burning. Yeah, yeah, but he laughed. Oh, Everybody okay. just roared laughing and he laughed, so it was fine. So it was a famous story. Everyone knew that she was knocked back for that role yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. 
And um, her Oscar speech, I think people kind of know it as well because uh, she said, I know you Americans are famous for your hospitality, but this is really ridiculous. <laughs> She's so charming and lovely and wonderful. What a charmer. Just the best. Now, I've got a question for you. What was the next Disney movie that she appeared in? Oh, the only other one I can think of is Sound of Music. But is that even Disney? Not Disney. Oh. I don't think I know any of her other movies. Is it a live action movie? Yeah. I've got no idea. Another Disney movie. The next one. Oh, Alice the, in Wonderland? No, it was The Prince's Diaries in 2001. Oh, oh my goodness. 36 years in between Disney Oh my goodness, well, she's the, the she's queen the of queen. Genovia. Yeah. Uh, yes, good. I have seen The Princess Diaries 1 and 2. Yeah, of course you have. Really? So that long? <laughs> that long. Of course you have. 36 years in between Disney movies, yeah. Which is like she was part of the biggest film they've done. You think they'd be like, hey, do you want to come yeah. back and star in and another Walt one? And just adored her, yeah. And then 36 years later, what? they're like, oh, do you want to play somebody's grandma? What other movies queen? has she been in? Lots. Why Actually, don't I know, do I know any of them? Oh, Sound of Music and, um, well, she's done uh, voice work for a few Disney movies and stuff now beyond that. So like Shrek and stuff. Because like she doesn't okay. sing anymore, does she? No, she can't. Well, she can, um, but they botched a nodule surgery oh, on her man. throat in 97. Oh, that's, that's a real sucks. shame. She can't sing the same. She can still sing. Like, her voice is amazing. Like I can sing. Well, no, no, no. She can actually sing. Just um, not in the same voice. Not as high. She now sounds like a... She can't. She doesn't have the same range. She could right. do four octaves. I don't think she can now. Oh, bugger. Yeah, that's all. What a jerk, good. whoever that good. surgeon was. Yep. Let's find out. Let's fuck him up. Who? Oh, the surgeon. surgeon, yeah. Right, well, that seems... Okay. Well, I think Let's, fu- let's fuck his... You took her nodules. We're going to take your, a couple of your fingers, Mr. Surgeon. <laughs> fair is fair. A nodule for a finger, mm-hmm. that common phrase. <laughs> yep. I'm with you. I like where you're going. Okay. I'm in. Um, so the other uh, main actor in the film, Dick Van Dyke. Oh, Love big that fan. Guy. Big, big fan. Diagnosis big murder. Oh, so from good. the 1990s, one of my favourite okay. ever TV shows. With his son. With his son, Barry. Yeah, so good. Uh, yep. Have you seen any yeah, of that? Yeah, no, I have. No, no, no. It's just so funny that that's the first thing you say because when I was researching this, I was talking to uh, – I'm going to do I'm gonna do like a little name drop. It's not a name drop at all. I was chatting to uh, Dick Van Dyke's comedian son. and friend, Lewis Dow. <gasps> name, name drop. Name drop, right? And I, I said, um, what do you know about Mary Poppins? And he said, oh, Dick Van Dyke, diagnosis murder. And then I was like, okay, well, I've got to do some more research. He goes – I said diagnosis murder. <laughs> yeah. What more do you need? That's and that the first thing you is say. Is actually yeah. all you need. That's I'm all a you need. very, very big fan. And with that, that's the end of the podcast, guys. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. Um, no, so okay, Dick Van Dyke. He, um... Dr. Mark Sloan on diagnosis murder for the fans out there. <laughs> he also he had a huge show with his own Dick Van yeah, Dyke show. Yeah, the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah, he was yeah, quite big. Right. Um, he was more well-known for some TV stuff. Um, not so much film. He was he was did a lot more film work after this, so it was still kind of a big breakthrough for him as well. Um, was there something about him? Was he the first choice, or was was there some nerves about him because he's American doing a Cockney accent? Well, that's it, and he's not doing it very well. Not There's a really fun story about that. He um, originally Travers wanted only an English um, cast, and then Disney and the other guy, one of the other guys who was sort of. Um, put, putting the whole thing together, cast a blend of American and English to make it more accessible. So I think I don't think it was controversial that he was American because they had a few Americans. Right. Um, but yeah, his accent um, has been 
voted as uh, one of the worst in film history. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, and it's it's given to actors as an example of how not to sound. <laughs> in a 2003 poll by Empire Magazine of the world's the worst ever accents in film, he came second. Oh, who was first? Sean Connery in The Untouchables. Oh, okay, right. Because he's trying to be... Uh, Even though he it's, won- like a, it's a Western movie and he's like a Scottish guy. Yeah. And he won, uh, he won an Academy Award for that performance despite his terrible accent. So Dick Van Dyke did. No, Sean oh, Connery, Connery did. Um, I think it's... it's I think that's pretty great. To me, it, it feels like if, you can, if you, a movie can get by something so big as a botched accent in mm. one of the lead roles... Yeah. That says good things about the movie or just the willingness of the audience to forgive. Probably willingness of the audience. I always hate it when accents are terrible in movies. But it's kind of, I mean, it's a cartoon. It's like a live action cartoon film, really. So it's kind of like everything can be a bit heightened and weird and it's okay. Yeah. He's a chimney sweep who's flying around and is that, am I remembering that right? And he's... So, you know, his weird accent's not the, oh, that's a bit far-fetched. I don't believe that accent. Yeah, yeah. He floats through the air at yeah, one point. Yeah. Fair enough. No, the, um, according to Dick Van Dyke himself. Oh, has he defended it or has he? Well, kind I think he, of. Oh, I thought he was always just like, yeah, it was shit, but, you know. Yeah, you no, know, he knows nah, it was yeah. bad because his accent coach was Irish. <laughs> so how's oh his accent God. coach going <laughs> to... How's his accent coach going to help him? What's you got to do there, Dickie? Yeah, exactly. But he's, he says that his accent coach wasn't any better than he was. <laughs> and nobody had told him that it was bad during the filming. Like, nobody oh. said anything. Once everyone's just like, don't tell Dick. Don't yeah, exactly. Tell Dick. Don't mention that he's awful. Mr. Van Dyke, another great job of the, yeah, the and character. Scene. Keep nailing it. Great. Oh, was, is that not your natural voice, <laughs> Mr. Van Dyke? My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Lovely. <laughs> I love the idea that he takes it so seriously that he stays in character for the six weeks of filming. So he's like, yeah, he's at like the deli ordering. Like. I'll have a Strasbourg sandwich. Thank you. All right, eh? And they're just like, what is this? All right, eh, Gav? <laughs> I thought that was Dick Van Dyke, but clearly not. That's a weird voice. <laughs> that's a deranged man. Yep. So that's a little fun fact about Dick Van Dyke. Yep. Do you, do you have any other stuff about the cast? Do, do I, I vaguely remember one of the kids had a... An early and sad end? God damn, yes. That's what I was getting to next. Oh, sorry, Jess. No, no, no. I'm liking that you're remembering these things. So um, the the kids were Matthew Garber, who played Michael Banks, and Karen uh, Dottress, who played Jane. This was the second of three Disney films that they starred in together. All three. Oh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? No. (laughs) (laughs) Great game. I mean, who's right? No, Dick Van Dyke's in that, though, right? Is it even a Disney movie, though? Yeah, uh, no. No, no I not. don't know. That it's was not. written, but Chitty Chitty Bang Bang's written by someone else famous, right? You'd know that. Who's Is that? Is it Dave? Roald Dahl? No, I no. think it's. I think it might be the James Bond author. Oh, Ian Fleming. Shit. Yeah, I think. No, no. Okay, good. I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> well, that's a weird I'm thing. I'm looking that, that up right now. The just Sherman Brothers idea. did the music for Chitty Chitty Bang Bang as well. Oh, okay. That so there is that connection. And they worked a lot with. Um, <coughs> yep. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Screenplay, Roald Dahl. Thank you. Oh, well done. Okay. Well done. What? It might be based on. Um, loosely based on Ian Fleming's novel <laughs> together. Mate, there you go, man. Well done. Oh, my goodness. Based, his, um, based on Ian Fleming's novel, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, colon, The Magical Car. Aww. Was uh, his book a musical? <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> Don't wink at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that was that was great. So uh, wait, so yeah, what were the other movies? Those because ca- uh, I vaguely so remember three, the boy and you someone mean else. All three children were in something together. 
There's only two kids. Is it oh, sorry, uh, and bed and knobs and broom six? Together. No. <laughs> Is that a thing? No, you bed won't know knobs. Them. What kind of a movie is what that? Did you say? Bed knobs and broomsticks. That is not. Is that a movie? It's be- is it bed knobs? Yeah, yeah. Britain's it's such. A, I've my, never thought about that no, before. That's Google. a weird. My dad. Thing. My dad used to use a phrase when he wanted to say something discreetly. To somebody be like, just between you, me, and the bedpost. <laughs> okay. Yeah, bed knobs and broomsticks. Yes. Bed knobs and broomsticks. Yes. Okay. Oh, no, right. the two films. The two other films they were in together. Uh, were The Three Lives of Thomasina, Thomasina uh, which is in 1963, so before um, Mary Poppins. And their third was The Gnome-Mobile in 1967. Oh, oh my gosh. Not Ooh. as popular as Mary Poppins, right? Now, Karen Dottris, who played Jane, she, been, she did a little bit more acting as a child and teenager. Um, it's funny, in hindsight, she said she'd never have done Poppins or any of her other films if she'd um, had to do it over again. Wow. No, so she wouldn't want to be an actress. Yeah, I wouldn't, have, no wouldn't have done it again. Just from being like a child actor, I think was pretty rough on it. It would Man, be it, very hard. It, it's, it feels like more often than not that uh, is a life ruiner. It's not a good a big, idea. big success, it just does not go well. Yeah, it's, yeah. Or there's a higher chance of it not going well anyway. Mm. And there's so many that you know started really young that m- might be okay now, but they certainly had a really rough patch in the middle. Do you know what I mean? Like they went through drugs or like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or some... Just Lots of money and time. Yeah, it's just... not good. And no, like, there's nothing... Big big patches of doing nothing. Yeah. You've got a movie starting in six months. But for now, you've just got millions of dollars and... Uh, nothing to have do. Have fun. Yeah, yeah, and no real life, like, relationships and no at school or anything. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's weird. So um, it's interesting, though, that even with the success of Poppins, she says, no, nah, wouldn't do that again. Um... Because she says that children should be learning and growing at their own pace rather than living in a Justin Bieber-esque type world surrounded by a bunch of yes people. Right. I think she's a little jaded, but that's oh, okay. Oh, cop that Bieber so, as well. So she did, how did I get drawn into yeah, this? Hang on, this is 40 years before I was born. <laughs> yeah. So she did a bit of acting as a teen but little then bit, retired? A little bit. Um, she gave up her own career when she was asked as a teenager to appear topless on screen. That was the point for her to be like, nah. Huh? Could I'm you? out. Wait, as what? a teen? As a teenager, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's inappropriate, yeah. but surely you could just say no to that role and then do other roles that you are interested yeah, in. Yeah, but I think... I think well, Walt you know overstepped gonna, the mark there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely Walt. If you're going to quit uh, at that point, she was probably already like mentally pretty checked out yeah. anyway, you know? like. So she didn't do a lot of acting. She went on to do other stuff. and like I think she was still sort of involved in the arts, but not so much. And then Matthew Garber, um, he didn't do a lot of acting after The Gnome-Mobile, which was the movie in uh, in 67. But uh, he contracted hepatitis while in India in 76, and he died in June of 1977 from pancreatitis. Oh, dear. He's only 21. That sucks. That's a bit sad. Ugh, so onto the music. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's bring things up with a bit Bring things up. So Sherwin, was it? Sherman. Sherman. So I mentioned the Sherman brothers before. They're Richard and Robert Sherman. They won two Academy Awards for Mary Poppins. Yeah. Um, subsequently, they have earned nine Academy Award nominations, two Grammy Awards, four Grammy Award nominations, and 23 gold and platinum certified albums. 23? They are very busy and very talented dudes. So I've got a list of the awards that will, that they won. Um, so this is for Mary Poppins. So Mary Poppins was nominated for 13 Academy Awards. 13? And won five. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good for a little Disney flick. So um, these are the five that they won. They won Best Actress in a Leading Role, Julie Andrews. Mm. Best Film Editing, 
Best effects, special visual effects. Oh, yeah. See that, PL? Those cartoons were awesome. Yeah. Okay. Award winning. Yeah. Um, best music, original song. So, okay. Uh, the song that won was Chim Chimari, but uh, the, they also won for best music, so uh, original score. So, that's where the other songs were. So, Chim Chimari was the one that won. It was like top notch. Some of your finest work there, lads. Etc. Etc. That's what they. That's exactly how they presented the award yeah, to them. Probably. <laughs> probably. But they were also nominated for best director, best writing. Uh, so that's the best writing screenplay based on material from another medium. That's, that's a very U- long title. That's UPL. That's UPL. But Bill Walsh and Don DeGrady won the Oscar because you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> best cinematography, best art direction, best costume design, best sound. Um, best music, scoring of music, adaptation or treatment. So that it's just nominated for everything. Like yeah. every single element of it, the performance, the colour, everything was nominated. But it missed out on the best picture. It did not get best picture. Fair then enough. It, Do you know who won that year? Dave, can you look that up quickly? Right yeah. now. Yeah. 65. Check out who won 1965. 1965. The best picture my that year lady. was My Fair Lady. Ah. <laughs> Produced by Jack L. Warner. Fuck. So everyone's wine. a winner. So yeah, yeah. so, so like no wonder he was laughing because he knew he was about to be. Nobody'd be that mad about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's fair. That was. And talking of bad accents, have you seen My Fair Lady? I watched it a oh. couple of years ago. Oh, oh wonderful! Be lovely. <laughs> Do that again. Like, it's awful. It's how wonderful. Why you like? That's probably someone else. But it was basically Why that. Why you yeah. like? Oh no! It's not good. <laughs> Um, they also won Golden Globe, so Julie Andrew got the Golden Globe for that as well, as I mentioned before. They were nominated for Best Motion Picture, uh, Best Motion Picture Actor, Dick Van Dyke, oh, God. even with his horrendous accent. And That's they were, awesome. again, nominated for Best Original Score. They also won a Grammy Award, um, so Best Original Score written for a motion picture or television show and Best Recording for Children. So that included um, the Sherman Brothers uh, as well as Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke. So Dick Van Dyke is a Grammy Award winning Musician. <laughs> He's a good singer, right, Dick? Um, can sing a bit. Yeah, are they often he sings in nearly every Christmas episode of Diagnosis Murder. Like, yeah, he can sing. sing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's no Julie Andrews. Have right. yourself a very little Christmas. I don't Christmas. think that's what he sounds like at all. That is a direct quote. Dave, down the track, you probably want to give it some space, but can you do Diagnosis Murder one episode? Oh, <laughs> I'm such a big fan. I've seen all... Okay, okay, I'll save this for that time. Oh, okay, but you will always going to share a fun fact. Uh, Shall we finish with some fun facts? I love to finish yes. with some fun facts. I like finishing facts. with fun facts as well. Um, uh, okay, so Dick Van Dyke also portrayed uh, Mr. Dawes Sr. in the film, so the old director of the banks where Mr. Banks works. Do you remember that scene oh, yeah. at all? Like, So they, the, the kids go to the bank and they're intimidated by this scary old man. Well, it's Dick Van Dyke playing that role as well. I, I, I love to think, think I knew that. the director was like, oh, no, the old man that was going to play the director, I mean, the bank just sick. Who can we get? Oh, Dick's really good at accents. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get him up. Well, that's the thing. They didn't want him to, and he really, really wanted to do it. <laughs> he really wanted to do it. No. Which, which is so funny because on Diagnosis Murder, there are not one, not two, but several episodes where he plays multiple characters. There's yeah. one where he plays himself. He goes to like this old haunted mansion, and there's these four older people, which is clearly him in prosthetics, like um, Nutty Professor style. Yeah. Him playing um, people with like both men and women in like wheelchairs. Chairs and like these people that have like this um 
really old brothers and sisters fighting out for this will money. Oh, it's and it's really bad. He loves it. He, <laughs> he must is love mad the dress for it. Ups. So he like convinced Disney to let him do it. Um, by like I think he did like a like a screen test and he's, he's like, like, I'll do it. I'll do. It. I'll take a pay cut. I'll take less money to do more jobs. In a way, he he promised to like make a donation to uh, to something. Yeah, he promised to make a donation. So it was a charity kick. Yeah, it was very strange, right? But so, it, but it w- that was a that was a pretty successful scene, right? Yeah, it was he a good scene. Right. Yeah, it's fine. And like he probably better than his better real in it. Accent. Yeah, he is a bit better. Um, so because he's played the two characters, though, it's just a little a little bit fun during the films, uh, doing the title of the credits at the end. Um, when it says like Mr. Dawes played by it says Nav Kid Keed, which is an anagram of Dick Van Dyke. Mm. And so like those letters come up and then they read jumble and says Dick Van Dyke. Oh it does read jumble. Yeah, yeah. To see you go, Oh, I didn't get it. Oh I didn't know <laughs> Whoa, my Exciting. mind is blown because he was such a great actor. Mm-hmm. Um Julie Andrews uh, does obviously she does her own singing, but she also does the whistling harmony for the Robin in Spoonful of Sugar. So there's like the the bird that comes and sits oh, so on her she, finger and whistles. She did the whistling. So she's a good whistler. And I watched that last night. It's very good. She's a good whistler. Top notch. Um, David Tom Tomlinson, who played Mr. Banks, he provides the voice of Mary's talking umbrella and numerous other voiceover parts in, in the movie. That guy's great. I think he was my favourite in the movie. Yeah, he's kind of cool. I like it when he, he finally cracks. He punches his hand for some reason through his hat. Yes. That? What's that all about? I don't know. He was he's a, gone mad. He's a grumpy old man. Here's a little fun fact that I uh, I gave a bit of sizzle to before. So there's uh, three Cockney geese in uh, in the Jolly Holiday sequence, right? Cockney geese. Cockney geese. They're all voiced by Marnie Nixon. Now Marnie Nixon was an actress as well, um, and was a regular substitute on musicals for actresses who didn't have very good voices. Ah. She was the one who did the the singing for Audrey Hepburn in My Fair Lady. Ah. So she did the geese in the Mary Poppins. Geezers. And, and yeah, then. and then she did Audrey's singing for My Fair Lady, and played one of Julie Andrews' fellow nuns in The Sound of Music. Ah. It all ties wow. together. So she's the real hero of this yeah. story. So the real Barney American Nixon. hero, if you will. The gra- um, greatest. Sorry, greatest. Yeah. Greatest. <laughs> According to Richard Sherman, it took him and his brother two weeks to come up with the word supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Oh, I would love to see that meeting. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? Like every day just nutting it out. Spitballing words. And then how do you know once they got that, they were like, nailed it. Yeah. Got Did it. you though? Mm-hmm. Did you? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Um, it was the only film of Disney's to uh, get a Best Picture nomination at the Oscars in his lifetime. Oh, the so next it, was, one, it was nominated. It was nominated for Best that. Picture. Oh, yeah, 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 but just didn't win. My Fair Lady did. Um, the next one was Beauty and the Beast in 91, but he died in 66. So he never oh, he never man. saw that. Oh, he died in 66. He probably didn't even get to see the Saints win a premiership either. <sighs> Was that, so the, was that, that was the, the next year? Was no, it? it was the same year. Maybe he did. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost not worth saying. <laughs> <laughs> almost? <laughs> it was not worth saying. No, no, no. Um, oh, okay. This is a re- some very recent news. So September 14th of this year, it's been reported that... Diane Stewart's birthday. Oh. oh happy birthday, Diane. Shout out to the old Diane. Um, it's been reported that there's a new film in development with Disney that will take place 20 years after the first Mary Poppins movie. Really? I didn't know so that. So in the 80s. No, that's when it came out, but it was set in like the, the 30s. or No, early, like 1910. It's oh, set okay. really early. So it'll be set in like the 30s. <laughs> so it's set in the 80s and everyone's got terrible hair. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, and that's going to basically uh, be based on the remaining seven books in the Mary Poppins ah, series. Ah, so her... Her estates. Yeah. Sta- so now... Camillus has passed on. Maybe yeah, his children know. have signed on. All the red tape behind it, you know. Jeez Louise. This is a great one. There is a Mary Poppins festival. What? Where would it be held, do you reckon? Oh. Uh, Mary's brother, Borough, Queensland. Yeah. Is yeah. it really? Yeah. It's in Mary. Oh. Maribara in Queensland, the birthplace of uh, uh, Pam. They, they, Smart play by them, I reckon. There's even a life-size Mary Poppins statue in the town. Wow, a life-size. Is it awful? 1.5 metres tall. Is it life-size. A- that, is that impressive? Life-size. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of stat? <laughs> Every... <laughs> Have a thirty centimeter tall mirror. <laughs> 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 and is it of Julie Andrews? No, it's of a, the a, a likeness to like a, I think a like a dr- an illustration. Yeah, that is one point five meters. Isn't that great? Wow! Whoa! What, what an imposing statue! <laughs> I'm only just taller than it. Oh my god! What if it What if it came to life? It would dis- destroy everything. She weighs hundred kilos too. It's made of bronze. The person saying I'm only just taller than it is a small child. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty great. But, um... Oh, it's definitely not a, no Mongolian horse, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, God, no. couple more. Um, the filmmakers didn't tell the kids um, about some of the surprises that were going to show up in the movie so they'd get genuine reactions from them. So, like... Uh, oh, God, like what? Like, uh, you know that scene where Mary Poppins is taking everything out of her magic bag and she's pulling out, like, a hat stand and stuff like that? Well, the Jane, the, the girl, her face is like, what? That's genuine. Oh, right. She was like, what the hell's going on here? Um, Stop and, this voodoo. And her little scream when Mary Poppins gives them medicine of different colours. Do you remember that a lot? She pulls the same bottle, two different spoons, but they're two different colours because they've got different flavoured medicine. And that's genuinely Genuine, her going, that was uh, happen. Yeah. I hate medicine. Wait, how did they do it? I, I don't thought, know. Wow. The, the no wonder magic they were nominated for the oh, yeah. Oscar for... They weren't fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> no way. It was they meant business. And Matthew Garber, so who played um, Michael Rest Banks. Rest in peace. He was he was paid. Um, he was really scared of heights. Um, and there's a scene in a tea party where they're like floating above, like they they float up to the ceiling and have a tea party on the ceiling. So they paid him ten cents for every time they had to film that scene. Like ten cents extra. He was still getting paid. Oh right, right. But it was like a bribe. Yeah, they're kind of like, okay, come on, buddy, we'll give you ten extra cents if you just do this a few more times. Adorable. Um, <laughs> and finally. The film grossed between thirty-one and thirty-three million dollars during its initial run. So they probably could have given him more than ten cents ago. Yeah, yeah, bloody hell! Thirty-one to thirty-three million, which in in the sixties, ridiculous. So the film was re-released theatrically in nineteen seventy-three and estimated and earned another estimated nine million in North America, and it was released again in nineteen eighty and earned another fourteen million. Uh, achieved a total lifetime gross of over a hundred and two million dollars. And with the profit, so like Disney made a lot of money from it, right? So um, he used that money to purchase some land in central Florida and finance the construction of Walt Disney World. Oh, wow. uh-huh. So if anybody out there has been to Disney World, you can thank Mary Poppins for that. That's the is, So there was already Disneyland. Disneyland was a thing, yeah. Right. What's Anaheim. the difference between the two? Uh, well, one's on the places. West Coast, one's on the East Coast. So they're basically the same thing. Um, they're similar. Mm, I don't remember the exact well, it's different, difference. Different rides and You've been to both? Themes. No, I haven't been to Disney World. I've been to Disneyland in Paris and Anaheim. There's one in Paris? Yeah. Yes. There's also, several. There's also quite one a few in Disneyland. Tokyo. Tokyo. Huh. We've got one planned for Shanghai. Yep. Really? And that gentleman is Mary Poppins. Oh, I feel like giving her a clap. Just, oh, PL. 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 
Helen, Pamela, Lyndon. Whatever Travis, your name Whatever is. you want to be called. Mm. Wow, what a story. I enjoyed that a lot. It's kind of an interesting one. It's, yeah. it sounds like a bit of a, a, quite a character. I think my take home from that is diagnosis murder. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh my, well, shout out to a few... A future episode, possibly. (laughs) The history of diagnosis. I think that I would find that really interesting, but I'd have to make you guys watch it a couple couple of episodes to understand. Nah. It's really good fun. It's really great. Guys, if you want to hear me talk about that, let let me know on the old Twittery Twittery box, as as we call it here in the 21st century. (laughs) The Twittery box. Twittery box. Um, So, Jess, that was great. Thank you so much for educating us on... uh, the legend of Mary Poppins. Pleasure. Thanks for letting me talk. And uh, Matthew, do you have anything to sign off with? Uh, no. <laughs> that's a, is that, is that, that's def- a definite no then. No, I do. I just, you know, follow your, follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. Like, um, you know, that thing that you always underwear. wanted to do? Yeah, do it. Wear pants uh, on the tram. Do wear it. those pants. Bloody hell, don't, don't let society tell you you can't because you can. Fuck That's right. society. And just remember that a spoon... Fuck off, society, you dickhead. <laughs> I'm really glad I asked you if you had anything to add. Uh, that's right. Matt's signing off there. A spoon full of sugar makes the podcast go down. So thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next week on Do Go On. Laters. Bye. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Feels good. Feels good. <laughs> Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.